you're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turfnet zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Hello, this is RW of Rock Bottom Country Club, brought to you by Dryject. Today we hand out the coveted Rock Bottom Country Club Award for the greatest turfnet forum discussion ever. And the winner is Chuck Barber for his forum topic, I Don't Want to Aerate Anymore. Chuck, you've won a major award one of Mama's frying pans. So PM me for the details of how to collect your major award just in time for Christmas. TurfNet members have access to the best forum in the golf industry with some of the most informative and interesting discussions one can imagine. Unlike X or others, the TurfNet forum is guarded by Peter McCormick, and that means no shenanigans, eighth grade witticisms, or personal attacks. I get booted out of there more often than a unhousebroken dog. Not air rating is about the stupidest thing I ever heard. Why is not air flying stupid? I went three years at Sugar Creek without pulling a core and never lost one square inch of Crenshaw in Atlanta heat. And that was back when it was actually hot, not just media hot. Yeah, but you was running that hydrojet constantly. So, the golfers couldn't tell, and I just hit five greens every Monday morning. And that's the point. Chuck breaches a topic that was taboo way back in the 80s. Nowadays on the TurfNet forum, you can get a bunch of highly intelligent, well-respected superintendents to reply with all sorts of information on not pulling cores. Hey, hold on. Yonder comes Senator Fails. Must be election time. Who told him he could campaign here? I didn't tell him he could campaign here. Hello, friends. I'm Horace Fails, your next governor. I don't think so. We heard you said Social Security was an entitlement. It is, and the only way to cut taxes is to cut Social Security. Listen, Skippy, I've been forced to pay into Social Security for 56 years. It ain't no entitlement. Yeah, entitlements are free money like food stamps and farm subsidies and disability and welfare and Congress getting free health care. Oh, no, those are just the essentials. See, uh, old, uh, elderly people are a burden on modern society. We can't just pay for your boomers to live like kings while... If Congress had just left the Social Security Fund alone instead of dipping into it every day for decades, you wouldn't be standing here trying to shovel bull... The reality is entitlements. Just say entitlement one more time. Old woman, entitlements... Ow! You ever get the feeling them folks north of Richmond just ain't listening to us? It's that time in the show when R.W. answers emails. Fella from Minnesota says, Randy, you're an idiot. Stop talking about lithium-ion batteries catching fire. They're the future. We should really push the industry toward lithium phosphate batteries. They're less likely to catch fire and turn into a blowtorch when they get wet. Because, you know, sometimes stuff gets wet on a golf course. A woman in golf says, Randy, you're an idiot. There's no such thing as Augusta Syndrome. Why don't you just shut up? You know, fellow once said that same thing to me, right before his green chairman's wife found a pine cone on the fairway. I think he works for a lawn service now. A tour pro says, Randy, you're an idiot. We will cancel you for saying only numbskull golfers demand smooth, dry, fast, firm, soft greens. See, this is proof that alcohol should be banned. Here's seven emails from the same address that says, Randy, you're an idiot. Golf needs representatives that are serious and solemn. Rock Bottom Country Club is primarily satire. An occasional jab and an overhand right wrapped in comedy. 
because there are lots of serious articles, podcasts, and videos out there. Superintendents have enough serious in their lives. Sometimes they could use a laugh, especially the kind where golf pros, club presidents, course owners, green chairmen, and union-type associations get skewered, roasted, and generally made fun of. Superintendents can't do it openly, so we'll do it for them. We have for 25 years. And yes, it has generated copycats as well as defenders of green committees and club pros, but that's all part of the humor. And we need humor nowadays. There are lots of serious podcasts on TurfNet, just chock full of good information. But if you want serious, okay, let's talk about an excellent survival technique practiced by golf course superintendents for decades. It's called maintaining a strong positive attitude in the face of adversity. I survived a number of terrible golf courses by being positive. There was that U.S. Army course in Bavaria run by Chet and Tess, two ski instructors. Dad was ordered to operate it in his spare time, and I infringed on Chet's ball hawk business, leading to conflict and adversity. Next was a dry and dusty course in the Kettleman Hills of California with four members and a real boss hog of a board president. The place was overrun with an army of bent grass munching jackrabbits and coyotes who ate jackrabbits, and the clubhouse was haunted. Might not sound like adversity unless you were the night water man. It was a tiny country club in West Tennessee. We, we finally named it Adultery Country Club. They used the business model of letting the pro super go after the big New Year's event and rehiring in April every year. Another club in West Tennessee that had hundreds of stumps spread across the course in play. And they had a green chair that wanted to rival Augusta with about one one hundredth of the budget. There's about 13 more of these adversity clubs, but you get the idea. We tried to maintain a positive attitude through these ordeals by finding humor in the situation. I brought my positive attitude with me to Superintendent News, and then Super News, and then TurfNet, where I learned an enormous amount about staying positive under fire. I learned it by observing Peter McCormick. He was basically unflappable. Where I would have gone full negative, he calmly reacted to stress by being Mr. Mellow and finding a positive route through the problem, usually a problem I caused. Oh, I had the cliché training where corporate management used worthless seminars taught by people who still lived in the protected orbit of higher education to teach us positive thinking, and sometimes I just felt it was up to me to test the instructor's ability to remain positive when facing adversity. Adversity in the form of a non-compliant student. I admit I was non-compliant because I didn't like role-playing and dividing into groups and hugging while somebody broke down emotionally because they're so sensitive. Now, if the class had been taught by somebody with experience in staying positive on a golf course, I would have been cooperative, even helpful. It's no surprise to everyone in this industry that a positive attitude helps overcome sudden emergencies, like a blown six-inch line going old faithful in any fairway that can be seen from the clubhouse on a Friday afternoon during the member guest. After you've already been threatened for not hiring a member's demented offspring, if one works hard at positivity then challenging events like the aforementioned are not as terrible as the mind wants to make them. And it's not about trying to sound positive, it's about being positive. To learn positivity, seek out those who actually practice what they preach. Secure Mark Hoban or Paul McCormick to speak at a meeting. Check out the teachings of Frank Rossi, Kevin Ross, and Peter McCormick. A bunch of others are out there too. I intentionally left out anybody from rock bottom because, well, you know, 
Most of you cannot leave the course for more than a few nanoseconds, so I've included in this diatribe a few methods for obtaining positivity that will defeat adversity and negative attitudes. Number one, a positive cruise attitude is contagious. And the first rule for building a happy crew is pay. Especially during this brutal inflationary cycle brought on by our government spending money like a drunken sailor on shore leave, pay can be the key factor in having a happy, productive crew. Fight to raise pay for your staff and you'll be amazed at the improvement in attitude and work quality. I was on the crew during the last big inflation explosion in 1973, and that ran until Reagan and Volcker stopped it. It was huge, with interest rates at 21%. Then there was that other thing, you know, when gasoline went exponential, it went up to like five times what we were paying. Enough to make a lot of us quit riding in cars. Here's where it gets odd. Your workers need help just to get by, especially with housing prices being so ridiculous. It's quite possible the inflation rate of today is much worse than back in the 70s. I know, I know, it's only officially 9%. But when has the official anything been accurate? Number two. Method two is a lot easier than trying to squeeze blood out of the board of directors for a crew pay raise. And it's simple, too. Make the workplace less of a work farm and more pleasant. When work is a look forward to, rather than a morbid dread fest, workers show up with a happy attitude. Here's an easy, inexpensive way to do it. Stop being such an ass. If you're one of those insecure, power-mad, prissy little martinets, there might be no help for you until you get into one of those situations where the whole crew threatens to quit or tries to kill you. There is no need to yell at folks. If you can't get your point across without yelling, maybe you should have joined the Marine Corps. Having little hissy fits doesn't make the crew respect and fear you. It just turns you into a cartoon with a nickname you don't want to know. Like Little Adolf, a fellow we had in the Atlanta region who thought he was powerful and fearsome, but actually came off like Elmer Fudd on Adderall. Loosen up a bit at quitting time. A laid-back game of frisbee in the parking lot will do wonders for morale, as opposed to Sergeant Carter ripping up Gomer for not staying late every day. Number three, do some form of exercise and encourage others on the staff to train as well. Weightlifting at the gym, going mountain bike riding, walking the golf course, carrying your bag nine holes late in the afternoon, Run the course in the morning as part of your fitness while combining it with your morning course inspection. Exercise is better than beer and pharma and other stuff. The endorphin buzz from a fast walk or a swim or hitting the weights, it all makes everything seem okay. Even if everyone's telling you that it's not okay. My favorite training, which I did for years, was putting 30 pounds into a ruck and walking the cart path before the sun came up. Move fast, breathe hard, and think about the day's projects. Some people put iron weights in their ruck, but I like to use water bottles full of water because when you're three miles from the shop and suffering the wobbly legs, you can pour out the water and make it back without looking like you need a wheelchair. If you try the ruck method, you will experience a powerful surge of positivity to start the day. But there is one thing you should never do, and that's quit. Resist the urge to radio your assistant and call for an extraction. I'm not kidding about this one. Oh, and don't accept a ride with a cup changer just because you're exhausted. There's no need to contaminate your endorphin buzz and turn things negative. So, to overcome golf course adversity, try to be positive, pay the crew, be pleasant, and do something to trigger the endorphins. And don't complain. It's contagious. I gotta complain. Is it a positive complaint? Yeah. 
I hate that new commode in the women's restroom on the backside. It's discriminating me. Booth, you're not supposed to be using the members' restrooms, especially not the women's restroom. And how is it discriminating against you? I ain't tall enough to get out of the spray when I flush it. You weren't even listening, were you? Yeah, you said money overcomes diversity. I wonder what my social security entitlement pays. You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.